Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. Amen, amen, amen. Just like others have stated, amen, I am thoroughly enjoying this fast and enjoying uh, what God is doing on this fast, amen, this fast, especially uh, adding prayer making sure that we're praying on this fast as well, and not just just fasting, but praying, amen. Not just fasting, but praying, amen. So you've been enjoying this series, amen. This is part three of Covenant. Were you getting anything out of this? I mean, the last two weeks, the last two Sundays, amen. This is the third week, amen. We close out on next Sunday, amen. We finish on next Sunday, praise God, and just excited about all that God is doing in the ministry. My objective in this series is to enlighten and encourage you to believe and receive the covenant promises that God has for you. Amen. My objective in this series is to enlighten and encourage you to believe and receive the covenant promises that God has for you. There are some covenant promises that God has for you, some things that's under the covenant, amen, that God has for you. And listen, we want it. We want to be a part of this covenant. Each of us, as I shared with you earlier on, have been engrafted in. We're now in Christ, and so there are some things we can receive now because of this covenant. And so we're not going to push away or push off the things that God wants us to have in this covenant. In this covenant is wealth. In this covenant is health. In this covenant is healing. It's prosperity. In this covenant, amen, is right relationships, being in our right mind. In, the, in this covenant, amen, is souls are attached to this covenant as well. Family members being saved, amen. All the blessings that God spoke over us in Deuteronomy chapter 28, I believe, amen. All those blessings from chapter, from verse 1 to 14, all these blessings he spoke over us is a part of the covenant. Part of the covenant. Now, Jesus came, amen, and Jesus established some other things that, that listen, as we got engrafted in, man, then we got even more blessed. I'm telling you, man, you, you can't be in Christ and not be blessed. Philippians chapter 1, let's go into the word this morning. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, they just love the word of God. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says, this is New Living Translation, I am certain, I am certain, I was thinking certain, I was for sure, I was, or I was for sure, amen, whichever one you want to say, amen. I am certain, I am for sure that God who began the good work within you, there's a good work that started on the inside of you. Not on the outside, he started within you. He started with salvation. It started on the inside of you because the work starts on the inside, amen, and then eventually it shows up on the outside. There are some things, amen, that are happening in our life as we're pursuing the Lord, as we're seeking God, that eventually what's on the inside should show up on the outside. Is that okay? Amen. What's on the inside of you, what's on the inside, who is on the inside of you, should eventually come out on the outside. And that's, that's why it, uh, sometimes I remember being, when I was at different jobs and, and bringing my Bible to work and all of that, and, you know, and, and sometimes I would, I would 
I would be talking to the Lord, I mean, not talking to the Lord, witnessing the people and, and telling people about the things of God, even when it was time for me to go back to work. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. That was, I was, I didn't know, I didn't know no better at the time. Because of what was in me, because of what was in me, it was bubbling out. And, and I just, I just had to tell somebody about the Lord. Amen. What, what they say, like Jeremiah, like fire shut up in my bones. I had, I had to say something. I had to share this gospel, this good news with somebody, anybody who would listen. Anybody who would listen. And so as I, be, as I be, be, became more uh, mature in the things of God, I began uh, to, you know, to recognize that on my breaks, I should say such and such. On my breaks, I should use that time. Because the Bible said, render to Caesar was Caesar, render to God was God. So you can't stand on your job and talk about, I'm, I was praying for somebody. You understand? They, they don't care about who you're praying for. They don't care about your gospel. don't care about what you're doing. No, get back to work. Get back to work. Amen. And so, and rightfully so. They have a right to. Why? Because you're on their clock. You're on their time. And so you take your time to do those kind of things. Amen. Is that okay? Y'all understand that, right? Don't get in trouble, amen, and, and thank God backing you because in that situation, he's not. I am certain that God who began a good work within you, within me, will continue his work until it is finally finished, because it's not finished yet. We're still works in progress. We're still, we're still in the process. We read that in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and 10 on last week. We are his masterpiece. We're his workmanship. We are still his works in progress. Uh, so he's going to work until it's finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. When we get a new body, amen, is when we're going to be perfect, amen. When we're going to shed this flesh and this body of sin, this body has been con uh, contradicting the word of God and going against the things of God. It's the body. It's not what's on the inside of us. And so we have to be careful when we, when we allow our flesh to lead us. So God has started this work in us or this work in you when he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's when it started. The work doesn't start until we come out of darkness. The work doesn't start until we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's, the work doesn't begin until we surrender all to him, till we surrender our life to him, till we, till we surrender it to God, amen, then, then there's nothing else. There's nothing that God is really doing in our life. Do you understand that? I shared many times, I was the walking dead, I was a zombie, amen, pretty much just, just walking around, sucking in air, blowing it out, breathing all God's good air and everything, uh, but not walking or living in purpose because it wasn't until I accepted him that things changed in my life. Anybody else change, amen, anybody else can see the change in your life, anybody else really know the time frame and you can really see when you was one way and you can see the change and you can see when you've turned yeah God always starts with the end in mind God always starts with the end in mind Galatians chapter 3 let's look at Galatians chapter 3 are y'all okay with the word this morning and we're going to walk through the word a little bit. We got a lot of word around here, amen, a lot of scriptures and a lot of 
word that we be walking through because we want people to get in the word. We want to encourage you to get in the word. That's why we did the reading plan. We used to do the reading plan years ago, but we stopped doing it. But we want to encourage you to do the reading plan. To, it's, it's a plan to read the Bible in one year is what it is. Now, I've, I've used this reading plan over the years, and at the same time, I will listen to the Bible on the Bible app. And I've, I've listened to the Bible and read the Bible every 90 days. One year, I read the Bible four times in one year. And it, nobody's racing. It wasn't, I, it was just something I challenged myself to do. I was like, wow, okay. Hey, Amen. I mean, that's very, very, I mean, that's, you know, you got to be, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, you, you got to be, because uh, it's going to take a lot of your time, amen. You got to be really, really focused, rising early and all that, because you listen to a lot of messages, amen. But I dumped that word in me like this. So doing it this way, reading four scriptures a day, five scriptures or whatever, you know what I'm saying, um, sometimes I'm, I want to read ahead, but I don't. Why? Use that time to read other things. Read books. Read books. Catch up on reading some other material. Read some other scriptures outside of the reading plan. Because what happens is I find out that when you're reading the reading plan and everybody is in tune together, then what happens is you'll be able to flow with, with the pastor. So many times I would read books that was on my, my um, the, where I was raised, the past where I was raised. I would go in his office or whatever, and I see whatever books he was reading. I just see it on his desk, and I go buy the book. I, always, I was reading what he was reading all the time. You understand? So I always want to eat out of my pastor's mouth. Amen. Just like Jesus ate out of his father's mouth while he was in the earth. And so he was able to do everything that Jesus, that Father God was saying do. And he was able to follow instructions. Why? Because he had a connection. He was submitted. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to do his own thing. And so sometimes we can get caught up and be trying to do our own thing. Don't do your own thing. You understand? Jesus didn't do his own thing. Jesus had no problem quoting Isaiah. He had no problem quoting Moses, the law, some of these other prophets, Elijah. He quoted a lot of the Old Testament prophets. He had no problem with that. There are no need for new scripts. What is it that has never been said before? Nothing. Nothing. But it's when I hear it with faith that something changes. Because somebody else can say something to you, and then somebody else say it at the time they say it, boom, a light bulb comes on. Same message. That's why the word is alive. The word is alive. That's why you can't check out because you heard a scripture before. Because the word is alive. God will give you a thousand different variations of one scripture. You know, in the sermons, we can write off of Jesus wept. <laughs> the shortest scripture in the Bible. Like, wow, how could you do a series on that? It's the word of God. The word is alive. You're in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 say, Oh foolish Galatians. Paul talking to the Galatian church, the Galatian people. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, amen, who has put a spell on you, who has tricked you that you should not obey the truth? Who has presented another gospel to you? That you should not obey the truth whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Meaning you were there 
talking to the Galatians at the time, you were there, you know he'd been crucified. And listen, those of us who were not there, we also know he'd been crucified by the Spirit because our spirit bear witness with the Spirit of God. Amen? Yeah, so, so um, verse 2 says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by, hear, by the hearing of faith? Verse 3 says, are you so foolish Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by your flesh? Are you now trying to figure life out on your own? Having begun in the spirit, are you now trying to do life your way instead of Yahweh, instead of the Word's way, instead of the way of the Lord. Amen? Are you trying to figure life out on your own? Remember, it was God that called you. It was God that started the work. God was the one that started the process in your life. He called you on this side for a specific purpose, His purpose, His purpose. Again, are you now being made perfect by the flesh, are you going to allow the part that's not saved to inform the saved you? Are you going to allow the flesh, the body who's anxious to get to the ground, back to the dirt, who cannot be saved, to control your saved life? To begin to, to impart into, you're going to let the flesh speak prophecies and revelation into your spirit? Yeah, yeah. The Bible says the wisdom of this world or the wisdom that's on the outside of us, the, that wisdom is foolishness with God. It's foolishness with God. Look, the CEV version says this. The CEV, CEV version says this. Don't be offended now, but this is a different version. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ready? Let them see it meeting now. How can you be, look, how can you be so stupid? Did I give y'all that? Oh. That's CV? Okay. Mine says, how can you be so stupid or you stupid Galatians? I, I told you exactly how Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross. Has someone now put an evil spell on you? Let me read what I have. How can you be so stupid do you think that by yourself you can complete what God's spirit started in you? God started this work, remember? Do you think that you've come to a place now that you know more than God? And that you can tell God, I got it from here. Thank you, Lord. You, you have taken me far enough. I'm good now. I can handle it. See, most of the time that happens when we get on our feet. See, we're not on drugs no more. See, we ain't sleeping around no more. You know what I'm saying? We got our money straight now. We got the job we wanted. Sometimes we got the business that was started that we wanted. All these things we were praying and hoping that God would show up. Lord, help me with my health. Lord, help me with my attitude. Lord, help me with my mindset. God, if you'll give me this job, I'll never. God, if you give me this job, I won't do that. I won't do that. And now we got the stuff. 
This is why Paul called the Galatians foolish. He called them stupid. Now, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just reading what the scripture says. Amen. How can you be so stupid that you think that by yourself that you can accomplish what God wants to do in your life? You can't do it by yourself. Come on now. Sense will tell you if you could do it by yourself. Remember, you won't with God. You won't save. You won't born again. You didn't know God. And you were struggling. It don't have to be financial. You'll be struggling with friendships and relationships and mindsets. Mindsets. You were struggling in your health and your beliefs. But if you're not careful, the flesh can trick you and make you think it was you that got this power. It was your ability. It was your intellect. It's your education. It's your degrees. It's your smartness. Thank you, Lord. I got it from here. I appreciate you saving me. I appreciate you rescuing me off drugs. I appreciate you delivering me. I appreciate all of that, but I think I can manage from here. But that's what people do. They step off the path when God has called them to the path so that he can perfect something in them, but they don't hang around long enough to, to, to really produce any fruit in their life. And so God is trying to keep us, get back on the path so that, so that God can produce some fruit out of you. Yeah. I hear the spirit crying out saying, please let me help you. Please let me help you. Please, please don't listen to your own self. Don't listen to your own flesh. Don't listen to your own thoughts. Don't listen to things that's contrary to the world. Please let me help you. Please get back in this world. Your spirit, man, crying out, please let me help you. Please stop trying to do it your way. Please sit down and let me help you. Twenty-one days in a year, man. Do we have some of us? We hadn't planned our way yet. We haven't written goals. We haven't written vision. You understand? We're still just wandering through this year already. We're twenty-one days in. Own way. Do you hear me? It's dangerous following your own way. It's dangerous following your own way. I had one of my family members reach out to me early today. Matter of fact, this morning. I hope you're watching online. And I was like, "Look, I, uh, can 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 we get with y'all?" Talking about me and my wife. Can we get with you? Amen. And uh, why? Because they see something different. I ain't trying to get with you, man. I don't see nothing different on you. What you going to give me? Much of the same of me? I got what you already doing. Give me something different. What is on you that people can desire? Not covet, but they can desire. Like, man, I could... I would say imitate them who through faith and patience heard the promises. What's on you that people are like, you know what, man? Who are you connected to? I mean, can you introduce me to your father? Sure. Let me introduce you to his son first. <laughs> See, you can't just go to the father. Let me tell you about his boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about my elder brother, Jesus, the Christ. <laughs> Y'all know that's not his last name, like we have last names. Christ meaning anointed one. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think 
that by yourself you can complete what God's spirit started in you? Say this with me. Say, I have a covenant with God. Say it one more time. Say, I have a covenant with God. I am in covenant with God. Therefore, I have expectation for everything he has for me. Expectation for everything he's planned for me. Expectation for everything he has for me. I want to say it again. Come on, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise right there for everything he has for me. Because of my covenant with God, because we are in covenant with God, his ability, his wisdom, his insight, his unlimited power is at our disposal. His unlimited power is at our disposal. You believe that? Scripture said if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be, who can stand against a child of God? Who can really stand, nobody for real, a child of God that know who they are, who can stand against a child of, a child of God or a believer who God has their back? Who is more powerful than God? Nobody. Not even all these other fake and phony gods. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Amen, because, yeah, but, but they're not real gods. They're just not real. There's only one true living God. And you may say that about your God. That's fine. But they had a contest in the Old Testament, you know, Elijah and Baal and the prophets. I mean, they already proved that out, you know, a couple times. Amen. Yeah, but we'll leave that right there. Praise the Lord. Look, come on. Let's go to another scripture. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. The only God that can truly change your life. All change happens on the inside, not the outside. I can look a certain way. I can dress a certain way. I can put on things, but the true change happens on the inside. And you cannot change unless Jesus changed you. You can do some things through discipline. You can accomplish some things through discipline and buffing your body, exercise and all that, through willpower. You can, you can accomplish some things, but you're not going to change for real until you get the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings on the inside of you. Amen. Because otherwise, your change will be temporary. With Jesus, your change is everlasting. There should not be roller coaster Christians. There not should be. They shouldn't be fickle Christians. There shouldn't be up and down believers. I understand babes coming in. I'm not talking to babes, amen. Because you got to find your way and figure this thing out, amen. But we've been a lot of us been in the kingdom a long time now, amen. Mark chapter 11, 22. Come on, let's, let's go in. Jesus replied, I read this to you on last week when he cursed the fig tree and Peter heard him and, you know, and, and so they had a big discussion and, you know, around that. And uh, Jesus replied, he says, I mean, yeah, Jesus replied, have faith in who? God. Have faith in God constantly. Have faith in God constantly. It says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, and there are times in our life that there are, there are mountains, y'all. There, there are huge odds and opposition and things that are coming up against us that seem to be mountainous. 
amen, and the scripture's giving us a remedy for those times and when those things come up against us as believers. Why? Because we're in covenant. See, when I went in covenant, I didn't have all this stuff. I didn't know the word, man. I'm so glad I'm in covenant. I got all these promises. I can spend, man, this is, this, that's the blessed life, man. Who don't want to live the blessed life? Who don't want to live in the kingdom? I mean, oh, my goodness. I don't know. Yeah. My wife, we was talking the other day, and she was talking about how, was that day? Yes. Oh, yesterday. We rolled out somewhere, and uh, in, I don't know if you said it about basketball. Was that this morning? That's probably this morning. That was this morning. Hey, Amen. We ride out. Well, we rode out yesterday, but they, we was talking this morning. She was saying, you was pretty good at basketball. This and that. Why didn't you, you know, play a trial, this, this, and that? And, you know, I thought about that, and, I, and I'm grateful. In my, I'm talking, this is my testimony. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the path that God put me on. Number one, I don't want to have a, a whole lot of wealth with no wisdom, with no Christ. I'm glad I ain't go that way. I'm glad I didn't try to go that way. If it would have worked, I, man, I don't, I'm, I'm so glad. I don't want it. A million dollars or Jesus, Jesus. It's so simple. It could be in cash, and I choose Jesus. Not saying that we can't be wealthy, because we, we don't talk to y'all about that, but I'm talking about, you talking about an either or? Jesus. I would go through everything I went through, the homelessness, the struggling, all the, all the stuff I went through in my life, ODing and all that. If it led me to Christ, to get my relationship with Christ, it was, it's more valuable than anything else. So, yeah, my life could have went a different way had I made some better choices. But I'm glad. I'm glad that the way I went, I'm glad that Jesus still reached down and grabbed me. He still found me because I didn't find him because he won't lost. I was lost. So I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. Amen. So I assure you, most Solomon said to you, whoever says to this mountain, amen, talking about now I can move mountains out of the way, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, listen, and does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt in what? God's unlimited power. God has unlimited power. God's power is unlimited. It's unlimited. God's, God's source and God's sources and resources are unlimited. Now we are limited in our resources, but not in our source. Our source is unlimited. God's power is unlimited. What God has for us is unlimited. But listen, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. A lot of times we don't know what the will of God is for our life, or we don't know what the will of God is, but God's will is God's word. We can find out a lot about God when we read his word. So we can understand, so we can speak and say like, no, God wouldn't do that, or God, how you know what God would do? This, I'm, I'm reading this Bible. I only know based on what he's sharing with me in the word of God. So, I, so I'm speaking based on the word of God. So it's according to his will. Verse 24 says, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things you ask in prayer. Did it say whatever? Whatever things you ask in prayer, again, in accordance with God's will, first you have to believe for it when you're praying, amen, with confident trust. That's what believe is saying, according to the Amplified Version, to believe with confident trust that you have received them. So at the time I pray is at the time I need to believe. At the time I'm praying is at the time belief needs to be in my heart for the very thing that I'm asking God for. Amen? 
So with confident trust that you have received it, even though I don't have it in my hand, I can't touch it, but I believe I received it, amen, in the spirit it's been released. You remember Daniel prayed to the Lord, amen, that's where we get the 21-day fast, you know, or that's what, we, well, he fasted 10 days, but many people, you know, we fast 21 days based on Daniel's experience, his 21 days, he was believing God, and, but when, when Michael came, he said, from the first time you prayed, we already answered you. From the first day you prayed, the answer was already sent, but it was interrupted by the prince of Persia, by the by principalities and powers. That's why I told you, you're in the first heaven, but the enemy is in the second heaven, right above earth's atmosphere, and then the third heaven is where God is. And so he had some spiritual wickedness going on or some attacks that were trying to hinder the thing, the very thing that Daniel was praying for. But God had released the answer the first day he prayed. So from the time we pray, we can believe God for the answer. We can thank him for it. That's why we pray and then we thank God. And then we go, see, we're not going back to God and asking him for the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, so, so I'm going to use this for example. I use my wife. Amen. Amen. Because, um, I, I, yeah, I just use my wife. <laughs> I'm going to use my wife. I better, I better come with a different bill. But anyway, amen. Let, let's say you praying and believing God. For something. I'm going to use this as the something. This is a $50 bill. So my wife prayed for this. Come up here, honey. She prayed for it, and then the Lord released it. And she's supposed to be, she don't have it in her hand, but it's been released. And so the Lord, in the spirit, it's been released. And so what she should be doing now is what? Thanking the Lord. Thanking the Lord for what she asked him for. The Lord already gave it to her. Even though she don't, she's not touching it right now. Of course, I'm doing this for example. She's touching, but it's already given to her. So when she come back to the Lord and asks God for the same thing, God's like, I already gave it to you. Because God's saying, I already released it to you in the spirit when you pray. So what you're telling God is you didn't believe your own prayer. And that's what keeps you from receiving things that you're praying for because you, you already, when you believe in God for something, you pray for it, your next thing is to thank him. So now tomorrow, whatever the thing was, Lord, thank you for it. The next day until I get it in my hand, Lord, thank you. The next day I don't, I don't even see, Lord, thank you. Because I know he already released it. My only thing now is to thank him for it. Amen. You can go ahead, honey, sit on down with that. With that, that. Praise the Lord. I should have used a dollar. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is how we pray this is how God wants us to pray amen why because we're in covenant and I, sometimes we don't take his covenant serious we, just, we don't trust him and so let me keep reading verse 24 again for this reason I'm telling you whatever things you ask in prayer Whatever things you ask in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confidence that you have received them and you will be, and it will be given to you. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Look, it says drop the issue. Look, let it go. Why, why Lord, why? So that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgression 
and wrongdoings, listen, against him and others. Verse 26 says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses, your transgressions. So keep that in mind when you're praying, asking God for things, amen, that you be mindful, amen, to release people and forgive people for things they've done to you. But you know why? Because I'm sure if Jesus had to pull the record on all of us, he can find a plethora of things that we did not do right, we didn't say right, we didn't think right, our motives weren't right. And if he wanted to, if you really want to hold on to somebody else's offense, amen, because what's going to happen is with the way you treat them is the way God going to treat you. Well, God, they were wrong. Yeah, they could have been, but that don't mean you have to be wrong too. They can be wrong, but you're responsible for your own response. You're not responsible for how they respond. You're only responsible for your own response. So we just walk in love all the time. I just choose to walk in love. I don't care who's offended me. I don't care who don't like me. I don't care who hates on me. I don't care about none of that. You know what I'm going to do? Just love you. And look, and you can't do nothing about it. Why? This is my response. My response is that I'm going to love you. Why? Because there would no, never be anything in my heart against anybody. Guard your heart. The devil desperately want to get in your heart. Can he get in your heart? He can steal your life. He can, he can shipwreck your destiny for a season if he get in your heart. Have you wandered around in the wilderness not even knowing who you are? Why? Because you don't let them in your heart. And whoever got your heart controls your life. That's why some of the most, I'm gonna, I use myself, some of the most wayward men. I was a wayward, lost man, but I got her heart. I got her heart, and guess what? Because I had her heart, she was attached to me. I was no good for her, but I had her heart. Don't give your heart up to nobody. Give your heart to your husband. Give your heart to your wife, because if not, all the other jokers going to have you wringling and twisting. You know why? Because they got your heart. And they'll drag your heart anywhere they want to drag it. Anytime they feel like doing it, they'll drag it all around, use and abuse you because they got your heart. When they get your heart, they got you. Don't give them your heart. Don't give them your heart. You don't trust them with your heart. Then you can, it's easy for you to get peddled. Come on, let me move on, Pastor. Doing this fast. <laughs> I felt something on that one. Doing this fast, doing this fast, because I got my spiritual daughters and sons up in here, you understand? And I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, and I have natural daughters as well, and spiritual daughters, you know, they're still, you know, not married and all that yet. And you know what I'm saying? I, listen, listen, man, it's, it's, you got to guard your heart, man. You got to guard your heart. Guard your heart, man. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. The Bible says out of it flows the issues of life. 
guard your heart. Out of your heart come evil. Out of your heart come murders. Out of your heart come envies. Out of your, your heart is what controls you. And if you give that to somebody who's irresponsible, they'll mismanage your love. They'll mismanage your heart. They'll mismanage your heart. And they'll treat you a certain way because now I got your heart. If you're not careful, you understand, they'll mismanage your life and slow you down for years. And then you got to come back and dig yourself out of stuff. Listen, that you never should have been in in the first place. Even when you're trying to date and do stuff like that, don't get nobody in your heart. You, you up under observation. Yeah, I'm scrutinizing you to the fullest. Before I give you what's precious to me, there has to be a track record of results. I need to see destiny in you. I need to see vision in you. I need to see faith in you, purpose in you. Oh, you go, you go, you. I receive. <laughs> I receive, amen. I receive, amen. Bible, breast, Bible promise return on his seed, amen. Praise God. Still get to receive the blessing off that. Look, I get the blessing and she get the blessing. You see how that work? Look at that. <laughs> uh, don't trip when you give people stuff, amen. You sold your seed. They can do with it they want to do with it. <laughs> Remember my daughter one time gave me something and I get, Dad, you gave what you, no, you did you give it to me? Did you give it to me? Okay. And I sold it. Right, because I'm obeying God. Don't be offended by something you gave me that I gave away. Did you give it to me or do you want it back? <laughs> to give it to whoever you want to give it to. Hey, Amen. No, 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 no. No, we blessed off of seeds that we sow. Doing this fast, man, we can, listen, we can pray, I got to move on, we can pray specific things, and if we use the Bible as intended, we can receive re results. Prayer is a legal right. Because you have a covenant with God, you can, you can believe God for what he's already promised. You have a right to believe God. You can demand certain things as a believer. Don't you sit back and pout and moan like you don't know what to do. Get in the word and find you a word, find you a promise to stand on and speak that promise in the atmosphere and just believe God and watch God show up. I said watch him show up. He'll do it. He'll do it every time. I'm telling you he will. Hebrews chapter 4 and 16. It's an amplified verse. I got to move on a little bit. It says, therefore, let us, listen, let us, believers, with privilege... You got privileges in the kingdom. With privilege, approach the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor. With confidence. We come to the throne with, because it's a privilege and confidence. And it says, without fear. We don't approach God in fear, trembling. Now the Bible says that no flesh glory in his presence. That's why when you go before God, you need to, you, you need to be humble. Don't you go before God, you know what I'm saying, in your flesh. 
Yeah, because that fleshly stuff don't work with the Lord. He said, that's earthly stuff. You want earthly results or you want kingdom results? Now, you came to me, so that means you want kingdom results. So you're going to have to come a different way when you're coming to me. <laughs> he said, don't come with fear. Look, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in our time of need. Listen, an appropriate blessing. Glory to God. Listen, a fitting blessing, a suitable blessing, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. Don't he always come through? Man, I'm telling you, God, boy, he always come through. You know, and whether we're nervous or not, whether we're in faith or not, he still shows up because he loves us. So we approach him, you can approach him with an expectation in our time of need. It is your covenant right to come before his throne, not in fear, but with confidence. Expecting something. So we come boldly before the throne, boldly, because we know who we are. And we have a right to expect something from the Lord. And I know, again, I said this before, people don't think they should expect things from God and all that. All I'm saying is it's in the Bible, and that's why we're saying it. If it's not in the Bible, if I want the Bible, I won't be talking about it. I won't be having no expectation. We can walk through life and just live as whatever type of Christians we want to be. But God has given us specific instructions through the word of God. And so we come with expectation. We have a covenant right to come in expectation before the throne. Listen, requesting heaven to intervene on our behalf. I need heaven to get involved on this situation. I need heaven to get involved in my life and in this situation. I'm requesting heaven's input and instruction and in a lot of cases, blessing. Amen. Once you understand the covenant, according to Psalms, you can write this down, Psalms 37 and 7, you can rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. When you got the promise, when you got the covenant, you can rest in the Lord. You know, there's nothing wrong with praying for hours and hours, saint, saints. Many of you may not know it, but we have in-person prayer now every um, Saturday from 7 to 8. Got our director, uh, Deacon Antoine, leading prayer. Amen. And so uh, come out and pray. Amen. In-person prayer on every Saturday. Amen. But there, look, there's nothing wrong with praying for hours and hours. We had all-night prayer and all that kind of stuff. But what I want to encourage you to do is pray in faith. When you pray, I want you to pray in faith. Believe that what you're saying, you understand, is true, is right. Be confident when you pray. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be unsure. If you are, hold off on your prayer. Because God is waiting for you to pray in faith, not in doubt. Not wavering, remember? We read, we read some of those scriptures. I, shared, I quoted this earlier. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes how? By hearing and hearing and hearing, in some cases, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, but you know, faith doesn't only come by hearing the word of God. It doesn't say it only comes by hearing the word of God, but it does come by hearing the word of God. Do you realize you can get faith for other things outside of the kingdom if you just keep hearing it? So this is a principle, this is a principle that God is speaking to us 
to let us know as believers that if we will put the word of God on the inside of us, if we will read this word, if we will listen to this word, it's going to give us a measure of faith or a level of faith that's going to help us when it's our time to pray. So faith doesn't only come by the word, amen. Of course, you get faith by other things. But, but my thing is this. Scripture is saying, do not offer your petition or your prayer until faith comes. Do not sit, don't, do not pray haphazard prayers. If you're believing God for something and you're not sure about it, don't pray. Why? Because you don't have enough faith on the subject at the time to believe God for the end result. And you don't want to just be saying prayers just to say it. When you pray, you want to be praying in faith. And if faith hadn't shown up yet, I'm like waiting for faith to come. You know what I'm saying? And, and if faith not in the room, I don't want to offer that prayer up. Why? Because faith is going ahead of me when I offer the prayer up to ensure that God knows this is the time to release the thing that I'm believing God for. But if I'm just praying and I'm praying haphazardly and I'm praying and I still, and doubt is still beside me, doubt and wavering is still present, they still hang. I'm like, wait, why y'all still here? Because you still doubting. Why y'all still hanging around? Because you're not in faith yet. Well, where's faith? Faith over there. Faith, when are you coming? When you get in faith? You haven't heard enough yet. You're not confident enough yet to offer up that kind of prayer or petition. Because the Bible says you should offer it up in faith. And if you're not in faith, why are you praying? You can pray five, ten hours for something that I can pray ten minutes for in faith and receive. It's not, the, it's not how long you pray. It's not all the big words that you pray. It's in faith. When you pray in faith, heaven's like, oh, we got to move. We're not praying in faith. Everybody just do, going about business as usual. Oh, they just talking. We're going to read in the scripture. We're going to look at it in the scripture. Yeah. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Y'all grab that? Yeah. See, once faith shows up, we can go to God with an assurance that he will respond specifically to our requests. Let's keep going. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. I'm almost done. First John chapter 5. See, now I'm in faith. Look, now this is the confidence that we have in him, in God, that if we ask what? Anything. Some things, anything, I'm teaching you promises and covenant. See, we don't really know how to receive from God because sometimes we just hadn't been taught. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, listen, he hears us. First of all, remember Jesus saying it, my, my God. My God always hear me. My Father always hear me when I pray. But for these folk, let me just, let me do some stuff. Let me say this. But I know you hear me, Father, because you always hear me. Why? He had a confidence. Now, you got to start walking around like that. Every time I pray, God hear me. Every time I pray, God hear me. Every time I pray a prayer in faith, he shows up. I'm never lacking anything. Why? Because when I pray in faith, it shows up. It's a promise. It's the covenant that we have. 
So I don't got to walk around feeling like, like I don't have all this access to heaven. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know, listen, that he already gave it to us. So what do you do after you pray? Thank him. So when we're making these confessions on Sunday, I mean, during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're not praying to God, we're making declarations now. We're not praying and asking God for the same thing we've been talking to him about for three years, since 2020. No, we are decreeing. That's why when you're speaking the confession, you should be decreeing a thing, not reading a thing. See, a lot of us are just reading, but we're not decreeing. Why? Because belief should be in your heart. Faith should be in your mouth. And we just read, we just reading. We tired, we sleep, it's early morning. Uh, you know, we just gonna go through the confessions. Da, da, da. We're just reading something. Where's your faith? Do you believe what you're saying is gonna come to pass or already came to pass? Then you should be saying it with a boldness and a confidence and a faith. Because if you not stir, you ain't stirring us. We like, what's next? Come on, somebody get to the announcement. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have, we know, we know, we know, because we know he hears. You got God's attention. And you asking for a piece of toast? You got heaven's attention. And you say, God, can I get some change? You got a little change, God. Can I get a few quarters, a few dollars? <laughs> Enlarge your territory. The prayer, Enlarge your territory. Ask the Lord to bless you, to protect you, to protect your family and your loved ones. You know, I just want a small, we don't do nothing small around here. We don't do small tokens. We don't do small nothing. Everything is big. We do it big. Dream big. Stop dreaming small. Dream big. Why? Because we serve a big God. We don't serve a little small teeny old God. We serve a big God, a giant God. We serve a God, amen, that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We own the God. We serve a God that owns it all. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Stand in your authority, believer. Stand on your covenant, believer. Stand on the promises of God. Don't you dare back down. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare push back. The Lord spoke it. He promised it. He gonna do it. You hold on to your faith. You hold on to your boldness. The enemy waiting for you to look scared or turn back. You stand in faith. You stand with a boldness. You dream big. God don't do nothing small. He do it big. Saving your life was a big deal. Come on now. Bringing you out of the world. Bringing you off the path you was on. 
That was a big deal. It wasn't a small thing to get you off drugs. It wasn't a small thing to get you out of that relationship. It wasn't a small thing. It was a big thing. It was a big deal to God. And if it was big to God, it needs to be big in you. It's a big thing. God is doing a new thing, and it's big. New beginnings. And it's big. Woo! Come on now. That's what the Lord wants. That's what the Lord wants. That's what the Lord wants. Because of our covenant, that's what he wants. He just needs some people in faith. Jesus said when he come back, would he find faith in the earth? That's all he's looking for. Can, if, can he find somebody that's still believing him? Does anybody still believe God? That's what he's looking for, some people that have some faith. Because God already know in order to get things from heaven to the earth, he has to use a person. It's illegal for God just to come into earth and do what he want to do. He has to use a person. So he's depending on us. Because we're looking around like, God, why haven't you done it? God, God, like, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you dealt with it? Come on. I gave you all authority. I gave you all power. Why haven't you done something about it? You're the speaking spirit in the earth. You're the one that I have empowered in the earth. Why aren't you doing something about it? I told you to speak to a mountain and it can be removed. I spoke to a fig tree. I cursed it. You can curse sickness in your body. You can curse sin in your body. You can curse stuff that's not the will of God in your body. Pray that it die. But it takes faith. It takes faith and trust in the God, the only one that can do it. He can do it, saints. Can I share one more scripture with you? Come on, sit down real quick then. Sit on down. Sit on down. Sit on down. This is it right here. This is it. This is it. This is it. We're going to get on out of here. This is it. Woo, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Scripture says, and when you pray. And when you pray. Now, if you pray, prayer is important. And when you pray. We're not just fasting. We're praying. When you pray, when you pray, don't be like the people who don't know God. Don't be like, there, there's a lot of people that don't know God. Don't be like the people that don't know him. They say the same things again and again. Scripture, King James says vain repetition. Vain repetition. Vain repetition don't move God. Saying something over and over. And that's why, look, we got 40 IMs, we got 15 freedom truths. We believe in confessing the word of God. But there's a way to confess it. See, I'm not trying to change God. I'm changing me. You understand? But God is moved when I pray and confess things over my own life and when I pray things in faith. But I'm not going to God keep asking for the same stuff over and over and over again. Like he didn't hear me. He heard you, saints. He heard you. Look, they think it, that if they say it enough, their God will hear them. Remember Elijah? Elijah and Baal 
same problem Elijah was at. He tell him, look, look, won't you scream louder because the prophet, because maybe your God don't hear you. Well, he started cutting himself. He started, they started doing all kind of crazy stuff. You understand? He said, well, maybe your God sleep right now. Maybe y'all need to scream and they're going all crazy. You understand? Because he knew that he knew who he was serving. And he didn't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? They had, they had an altar set up. Hey, hey man, an altar, an altar with fire, right? No, water, altar with water, you understand? And, and, he, and they say, he said, put some water down there. He said, put some water down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to show you. Because see, their God, Baal was the God of fire. Hey, Amen. I'm going to show you who the real God is. All these, I'll tell you, so many false gods, man. You understand? I might deal with, I'm going to have to deal with it sooner or later. I'm going to have to deal with them because they're in the earth. And they're in the earth today. I'm going to have to deal with them. But uh, these, so these false gods, you understand, he said, pour some more water on it. Pour some more water on it. Pour some more water on it. And all he did was talk to God. And fire came down. Then he said, kill all the prophets. Kill these. See, because they was false prophets. That's calling on the God of the sun. Sun God. Baal. Idol worship. That's why God don't like idol worship today. Get the idols out. Get the idols out. Get the idols out. Verse 8 said, don't be like them. Your father know what you need before you ask him. So he said, don't use vain repetition. You understand? Don't say the same things over and over again. Don't, don't, don't pray like the people that don't even know him. Don't be like them. Your father know what you need before you ask. Well, God already know what I ask. Why well, I'm praying then for uh, pastor? What's the need to pray if God already know what I need? Why should I? Have you noticed all the needs in the earth today? God's not moved by need or needed people. Need don't move God. I know we oh. Oh, almighty God, God, please do something about it. Now, God, see, because God's saying, I've already empowered you. Why aren't you doing something about homelessness? Why aren't you doing something about the people that's outside? Why aren't you doing something about drugs? Why aren't you doing something about the children and programs? Why is the church not doing something? We can get a lot, a lot of things done when you don't care who gets the glory. If your name got to be in lights, you know what? I'm going to prophesy to you, that's your reward. That's going to be your reward, your name in lights. Because God already knows that's your heart. And if that's your heart and if that's your motive, that's going to be your reward. I want more than that. Don't even put my name up there. And definitely don't put no lights around it. When you know you hadn't asked for something and God gave it to you, I didn't ask, for the, I didn't ask to be a pastor is what I'm saying. I had no selfish ambition, no hidden motives or agendas. I'm called to this. I'm called to it. He called me. I can't shake it because he called me. And because he called me, it ain't about me. It's about his program. But people get mad at me because I'm pushing God's program. Because you get mixed up because you see me as the billboard of what he's doing here. I'm just a spokesman for the Lord. 
Where is the other spokesman? If he had to depend on you, would anything get done? Will any souls be in the kingdom if God waited on you? Had you led one person to Christ last year? Is anybody in the kingdom because of you? Anybody in the kingdom? Anybody saved because of you? Anybody life changed because of you? That's what God wants. That's what God wants. And we got, we got, we got, <laughs> I'm stirring up, so I ain't even going to say it. Let me stop. You know, sometimes you can call people names and stuff and folks start hating on them, so I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to say, I'm be quiet right now because I, I know better. I know better. Amen. But let me, let me just finish this and we can get on out of here. God doesn't answer prayer based on our need. Need doesn't move God. Faith moves God, not need. That's why I said when you're a babe in Christ, you don't really know what you need. We got babies in this sanctuary. They don't know what they need. They crying. We, and the mama's got to discern. Are you, you want a pamper change? You want a bottle? Is some pain in you? We got to be like prophets to children. Like, let me look behind, behind the curtain and see what's going on. And then we figure out different cries that mean different things. But they don't want for nothing. Why? Because they're being taken care of as babes. As babes in Christ, it's the same thing. But when you get mature and you get older in the things of God, now God expects you to crack this Bible open and read the covenant promises that he's spoken and get in faith and start speaking the promise to him, not just come and crying to him and he got to try to decipher what you want. You're not a baby no more. You're more mature now. You're not a babe in Christ. You're older in the things of God now. So it's time to use the word, the word of God and use your faith. See, praying is showing God that we need him. He don't answer based on needs, but he answers based on our faith. And a lot of needs go unanswered because we don't know our covenant. I say it for ourselves. I'm telling you. If it's God's will, if it's God's will, it'll work. If it's God's will, it won't work. If it's God's will, he'll do it. If it's not God's will, well, what is it? So what is the will of God? What is God's will? And once I understand what the will of God is, then I can pray in faith, you understand, believe in God, because I know it's his will. Why? Because I got some peace and I got a Noah and I got a check in my spirit. Why? Because I spend time with him and I know when he's telling me to do something. Not like the other people that don't know him who just out here praying and saying a bunch of words. You've been on the same road over 15 and 20 years and 30 years and you still haven't arrived to your destination. You're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong road. You, you, you praying to say, you, you need to change something. You need to do something different. There need to be some kind of shift and some reevaluation going on to, to, to make sure that I'm still in the faith. Praying the same way and seeing no results, man, it's time to change the way you pray. Man on the job tell us, we, he hires to tell us, hey, if you work, 
You work two weeks in a hole, I'm going to give you a check at the end of the two weeks. Never checked his bank account. Don't even know if he got the money. Don't even know if, if, he, if he's integrous or not. But we put all our faith in what that man said. And we'll go work for free for a couple of weeks without pay, waiting on a future check that a man said he was going to give to us later. The same God, but God will tell you all the stuff he's going to do for you. God tell you all the things he want to do for you. But we don't listen to the word, man. God is trying to get us to embrace the word of, of him the same way we embrace the word of man. We trust man so much, boy, we can trust God. Well, what would happen if we trust God? Where could we really be right now if we really trust God? God, like, I got, man, I'm just running out of space up here with your stuff. <laughs> soon as you get in faith, he's going to release it like a barrage. Soon as you get in faith, he's going to release it like a barrage. You're going to be like, oh, my. Dude, I told y'all last week is that Amos. I'm going to read that next week for you. I'm going to read it next week. What was the version of the message, right? Or some uh, crystal, honey. Message or a new living or, or the passion or something. Passion or something. Yeah, we're going to read that next week, that Amos, man. Because I'm going to tell you what's, what's, what's going to happen. And we closing the fast out too. Oh, my goodness. Listen, we want to hear testimonies and everything on next week, y'all. We know it's some testimonies. Amen. Well, let me go and stop right there since I'm talking like that. Get the Lord a hand, clap of praise. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one, and you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is KingdomLifeVA.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life by Kingdom Life.